Welcome to this special premiere event on Power of the Cross Radio. You are about to hear a recording from the 1989 Mississippi Church of God State Camp Meeting. The minster preaching is Dr. Mark Williams. This powerful sermon will certainly be a blessing to you. Now, here is Brother Williams with a message entitled, Praise, from Psalm 150. I want to deal with an aspect of our worship that, unfortunately, at times we treat lightly. And too often we neglect. And that is praise. But I have found in my life that some of the greatest and most marvelous miracles that I have ever seen in my life have come during times of praise and celebration. So if you have your Bibles, turn with me, please, and you may just want to leave them open to this particular chapter, the 150th Psalm. Psalm 150. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmaments of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. And praise him according to his excellent greatness. Praise him with the sound of the trumpets. Praise him with the psaltery and the harp. Praise him with the timbrel and the dance. Praise him with the stringed instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. And praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. The book of Psalms is a book of praise. In fact, at least 27 chapters, almost a third of the book, are devoted entirely to this business of praise and worship. And even in those chapters where the theme is not praise, yet throughout it is sprinkled in the rest of the chapters. But no place is it more beautifully expressed than in the last five chapters of the book of Psalms, Psalm 146 through Psalm 150. You'll notice all of them begin in the salutation with the words, Praise ye the Lord. And they conclude in the benediction with those words, Praise ye the Lord. That is why scholars have grouped them together and have called them the Hallelujah Psalms. Because that's really what those words mean. Praise ye the Lord, or transliterated, Hallelujah. And no more beautifully is it expressed. And we find no greater example of what it is to live a life of praise than right here in this 150th Psalm. In this one particular chapter, the writer gives us at least five instructions concerning a life of praise. 
First of all, he tells us the object of praise, who it is we're to praise. He said, praise ye the Lord. Secondly, he tells us the place of our praise. Praise God in his sanctuary and praise him in the firmament of his power. Thirdly, the reason of our praise for his mighty acts and his excellent greatness. Fourthly, the method of our praise with the sound of the trumpet, the psaltery, the harp, the timbrel, the dance, the stringed instruments, the organs, the loud cymbals, the high sounding cymbals. And then the consideration of praise. Who is responsible for rendering this praise? Let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Let's go back and look at these tonight. Who is the object of our praise? Who is it that we are to render praise to? He said, praise ye the Lord. You see, the Lord is the object of our praise. He alone is worthy to be praised. In fact, his name alone is excellent. Psalm 8 and 1, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all of the earth. And again in Psalm 29 and 2, give unto the Lord the glory that is due his name and worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. There's no name like his name. His name has transcended all of the ages. As the song of Solomon said, his name is his ointments poured forth. Therefore we love him. The sweetest name, whether on human tongue or upon angels' lips, the name of the Lord. And not only because of his name, but we ought to praise him because of his lordship. You notice what it's said here praise ye the lord you know a lot of times and i hear people saying well let's make him the lord of this service and let's make him the lord of this situation now i know what they mean when they say that and i'm not trying to get into a semantic argument here but really he is lord whether we recognize it or not the prophets announce his lordship for Isaiah said in Isaiah 7 and 14 that behold a virgin shall conceive and bring forth a son and his name shall be called Emmanuel. Jesus Christ himself acknowledged his lordship. He said if I your Lord and master wash your feet you ought also to wash one another's feet. The resurrection declared his lordship. Romans 1 and 3 concerning Jesus Christ our Lord who was uh, made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power by the spirit of holiness and the resurrection from the dead and best of all the revelation unveils his lordship for John saw him upon a white horse and upon his vesture and upon his thigh a name was written king of kings and lord of lords that literally means he is king of those who are kinging and he is Lord of those who are lording. He is the king that lords, and he is the Lord that kings. Oh, he's worthy of our praise. You know, we've come to a day 
When a lot of carnal, fleshly men and women are standing in the pulpits of America and are trying to rob the praise that belongs to God. They're trying to take the praise to themselves. That's why it's very important that we understand why we're here tonight. It's very important that we understand who deserves our praise. Who can compare unto him? Who can stand beside him? Who can stand up here tonight and say that they're worthy as he is? Who is as big as our God? Why, when Isaiah tried to compare the greatness of God with that of the nations, he had to say in Isaiah 40 and 15 that the nations are but a drop in the bucket. And you thought a southerner coined that term there. He said they're but a drop in the bucket. They're like the small dust on the balance. And they're counted as less than nothing. They're less than nothing. In fact, he goes, on and said in verse 22 it is he that sits upon the circle of the earth and the inhabitants thereof are as grasshoppers what a great God the heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool and the Bible said in Isaiah 40 and 12 it is he that measured out the waters in the hollow of his hand and he meted out the heavens with a span he comprehended the dust of the earth in the measure he weighed the mountains in scales and the hills in the balance. He stretched the line out across the earth and laid the cornerstone thereof and set the bounds of the sea and the sea washed back and forth in the hollow of his hand. In fact he bound the sweet influences of Pleiades. He loosed the bands of Orion. He wrote the lyrics to the song when the morning stars sang together and the sons of God shouted for joy at the creation. Why he's got the wind in his fist. He rides on the wings of the wind. The clouds are his chariots the beams of his chambers are in the water he is God oh that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men that's alright give him praise let's give him a hand clap of praise tonight No wonder he said, not unto us, O Lord, not unto us, but unto thy name be the glory for thy mercy's sake. All names fade in the light and the glory of his powerful name. All others fade beside him. Who is like our God, fearful in praises, awful in holiness, doing wonders. He is the one that is worthy to be praised. All hail the power of Jesus' name. Let angels prostrate fall. Bring forth the royal diadem and crown him Lord of all. That's who we're to praise, you see. And now, where is the place of our praise? He said we ought to praise God in the sanctuary and praise him in the firmament of his power. You know, I believe that we ought to praise God in the sanctuary. Why, the Bible tells me to clap your hands, all ye people, and shout aloud in the house of God with the voice of triumph. In Psalm 134 verse 2 he said, Lift up your hands in the sanctuary and praise the Lord. I believe we've got a right to praise Him. You know, this is no ordinary meeting that we've come to tonight. This is no fashion show. and This is no rotary. But we are the holy people of God, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We've come into this place tonight not to be seen, but to magnify and glorify the God of heaven. 
And you know, we've come to a day when a lot of Pentecostals have thought that it's a mark of sophistication to be able to sit through a service and squelch praise and keep and refrain from rejoicing in the Lord. Kind of like one of our ladies told one of our evangelists not long ago in another southern city. Power of the Lord fell and the young lady ran up to him and said, Well, preacher, I guess you know that I wasn't moving in the meeting. I've always heard that still waters run deep. Our preacher looked back at her and said, Sister, I've always heard that still waters don't run at all. You know, exactly right. A lot of people think it's a mark of sophistication to keep from praising the Lord. And I want to tell you, you may call it being settled down. And you may call it being established in the faith. But when you no longer have the praise to the Lord and the joy of the Lord in your heart, you have lost your experience with the Lord. We're going to praise the Lord in different ways. But oh, I'm talking about the existence of that praise. We've got a right to praise the Lord and magnify Him. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. You know, I... I you know, so many people are afraid of scaring off sinners, you know. They're, they're, oh, were you kidding? When we get real involved in praising the Lord and worshiping the Lord, we'll scare off all of the visitors. You won't scare them off. You'll attract them. And in fact, if some of you would be honest with me tonight, that's the very thing that attracted you to Pentecost. It's the very thing that attracted you to the church of God. You don't have some stringent rule book to tell you how to worship. You don't have some strict liturgy to follow. But you're able to worship the Lord in spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Now, don't misunderstand me. When it says to praise Him in the sanctuary, that is not just talking about the church house. You know, a lot of people think that the only time they encounter the presence of the Lord is when they come to church. But that's talking about more than the church house. You know, you can't confine His presence into a building or into a box. Why, when Solomon dedicated that beautiful temple, he realized that as beautiful as all that was, yet he said the heaven of heavens cannot contain him. How much less shall this tabernacle that we have built contain him? Where can you go from his presence? Where can you flee from his spirit? If you ascend into heaven, he is there. If you make your bed in hell, behold, he is there. If you take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea even there his hand will lead you and his right hand will take a hold of you he is omnipresent he is ubiquitous there is nowhere and no time where he is not there in the fullness of his being Oh, I'm glad it's like that. I'm glad that when I need a touch from Him, I don't have to get in my car and drive down to Miracle Valley. I don't have to drive to Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't even have to go to Cleveland, Tennessee or Springfield, Missouri. Wherever I am, I can reach out and touch Him. 
some of you here tonight, you feel like the Lord is afar off from you. No, He is right as close as the mention of His name. Why, He said, am I a God that is afar off and not a God that is at hand? If happily you feel for Him, you'll find Him. He's not very far from every one of us. He is here. He's present in heaven where they fall down and say, holy, 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 Lord God Almighty. But He's also present on earth for the Lord is a refuge and a strength and a very present help in the time of need. Reach out and touch the Lord as He goes by. He's here tonight. He'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. Lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. So what that means is every place you go is a place of praise. Whether you're in a cornfield or in a cathedral. Whether you're in a townhouse or a temple. Whether you're on the job in school or in the northern Mississippi camp meeting. That's the sanctuary of the Lord. Because the Lord doesn't dwell in a building made with hands. Ye are the temples of the Lord. You've been bought with a price. And glorify God in your body and in your spirit which are God's. Wherever we go, we show forth the praises of Him that has called us out of darkness into His marvelous light. Do you know, there's another place of praise that He mentions. Not only are we to praise the Lord in the sanctuary, but He said we're to praise Him in the firmament of His power. He's calling on heaven to praise the Lord. No, I, I tell you, I was reading this 148th Psalm in the light of that command for the firmament to praise the Lord. And the 148th Psalm spells it out so beautifully. Just turn back a page and look at that. Notice where he begins. He begins in the firmament. Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens and praise Him in the heights. Praise Him, all ye His angels. And praise ye Him, all His hosts. Praise Him, ye sun and moon. Praise Him, all ye stars of light. Praise Him, ye heaven of heavens, and ye waters that are above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for He hath commanded, and they were created. He hath established them forever and forever. He hath made a decree upon them that shall never pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons in all deeps, fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind fulfilling the word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beast of the field and cattle, creeping thing and flying fowl, kings of the earth and princes, judges of the earth and all people, both old men and maidens, young men and children, let them all praise thy name, for thy name alone is excellent, and thy glory is above the heaven and earth, he has exalted the horn of his people. The praises of his saints, the people of Israel, a people that are near unto him, praise ye the Lord. Notice where he begins there. He begins in heaven with praise to the Lord. He commands the heaven of heavens to praise him. 
You know, I just somehow believe if we could tune in on heaven tonight, we would see all of the angels, all of the seraphim, all of the cherubim, all the mighty host, all that dwell within the precinct of his courts. And I believe they would be falling down and giving praise and glory unto him that sits upon the throne. Have you ever got to thinking about what it's going to be like when we get to heaven? When we hear the command, come up hither and I'll show you that which must be hereafter. I got to thinking about that. And so I begin to read in Revelation chapter 4. And this is what John described. He said that the four and twenty elders and the four beasts fell down before the throne of him that liveth forever. And they cast their crowns at his feet saying thou art worthy O Lord to receive glory honor and power for thou hast created all things and for thy pleasure they are and they were created but it didn't stop there I turned the page to chapter 5 beginning with verse 9 it said they sang a new song saying thou art worthy O Lord to take the book and to loosen the seals thereof for thou wast slain and hast redeemed us unto God by thy blood out of every kindred nation tongue and people and hath made us to be priests unto our God and kings and we shall reign upon the earth and he said I looked and beheld around about the throne the angels and the beast and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands saying worthy is the lamb that was slain to receive power Riches and wisdom, glory, honor, strength, and blessing. But it didn't stop there. I turned over to chapter 19 and started with verse 1. And it said, After these things I heard the voice of much people in heaven saying, Hallelujah! Salvation and honor, glory, and power be to our God. But it didn't stop there. In verse number 5, there came a voice from the throne that said, Praise our God, all ye His servants, and all ye that fear Him, both small and great. And I heard as it were the sound of many waters and the sound of mighty thunderings. And what do you suppose they were saying? They said, Hallelujah! For the Lord God omnipotent it raineth. Let us be glad and rejoice for the marriage of the Lamb is come and the bride hath made herself ready. Oh, heaven is a great place of praise. <laughs> Would you just raise your hand and praise the Lord with me? Lord God Almighty, which was and is and is to come. But then in that 148th Psalm, He doesn't leave us in the heaven of heavens. But He drops down to the starry heavens. He said to praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all ye stars of light. You know, the sun is the greater light that shines by day and comes forth as the bride out of the chamber. And the moon, that's the lesser light that shines by night. But yet they join hands. 
and sing a duet unto him that is the father of all lights in whom there is no variableness neither shadow of turning the stars praise the Lord for he tells the number of the stars and he calls them by their names though there were over 46 trillion stars that's 40 with 21 zeros behind it yet he tells the number of the stars and he calls them by their names you mean to tell me that the Lord understands the praise of the sun and the moon and the stars? Oh yes. For the Bible said in Psalm 19 and 1, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows forth His power. Day unto day utter its speech. Night unto night shows knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is not heard. And then He drops down from the starry heavens and He looks at everything that flies through heaven. For in verse 10 He said, Praise Him flying foul. Hallelujah. Flying foul. Oh, I like to get up early in the morning. When you get up early in the morning and maybe going on a hunting trip or a fishing trip, you automatically at daybreak begin to hear all the sounds of nature. You begin to hear all of concoction. Now, it's not a concophony of discord, but it's always a balanced symmetry of praise. The praise of nature as it wakes up to He who is the bright and the morning star and the Son of Righteousness that arises with healing in His wings. It's a beautiful thing to me. He said, flying foul is to praise the Lord. You know, David said, Psalm 55 and 6, Oh, that I had the wings... Of a dove, I'd fly away and be at rest. Now, whether it's that dove in Psalm 55 and 6, or whether it's the turtle dove, the Song of Solomon 2 and 12, when he said, The time of the singing of the birds have come, and the voice of the turtle dove is heard throughout the land. Or whether it's the eagle that Moses talked about in Deuteronomy 32 and 11, when he said, The eagle stirreth up her nest and fluttereth over her young and spreadeth abroad her wings. Or whether it's the black raven of the valley, mentioned in Proverbs 30 and 17. Or whether it's the sparrow on the housetop. In Psalm 102 verse 7, he said, I am alone and am like a sparrow upon the housetop. Or whether it's the stork of Jeremiah 8 and 7, the stork that knoweth her appointed time. Whatever the type and the species of bird, it wakes up and sings a praise unto the maker that created it. It made it for its glory. It's praising the maker in the morning. <laughs> oh my, I tell you, I got a whole lot of preaching material here. Let me just continue on in that 148th Psalm. He drops down to the earth and said, you're to praise the Lord from the earth. Now, I got to tell you, I'm not worried about what's going on in our nation today. I'm not, oh, of course, I'm concerned. We need to be concerned. But the Bible said the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The worlds and they that dwell therein. For He has uh, founded it upon the seas and hath established it on the floods. And speaking of the seas and floods, He said you're to praise Him, all you that swim in the sea. That's what He means there. When He said praise Him from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps, everything that swims through the sea is praising the Lord. He said fire and hail, snow and vapor. You can't get any opposites, any more opposites than that. Fire and hail, snow and vapor, the expanding and the congealed, hot and cold, come together and praise the Lord. And he said the stormy wind 
fulfills his word. Now you live out here in Mississippi and I am originally from Texas. And we know what it is to hear a stormy wind or a tornado. We, we think the devil's in the wind sometimes. But it's the stormy wind that fulfills his word. Whether it's the wind from the north. Song of Solomon 4 and 16. Come thou north wind and blow upon my garden that the spices thereof may flow out. Or whether it's the wind from the south in Job 37 and 17. How are thine garments warmed when he quieted the earth with a south wind? Or whether it's the wind from the east in Job 27 and 21. When he said the east wind carried him away and he departed. Or whether it's the wind from the west in Exodus 10 and 19. When he took the plague of locusts from Pharaoh and deposited them in the Red Sea with the west wind. Whether it's the wind from the north, the wind from the south, the wind from the east, the wind from the west, the wind obey. He's got the wind in his fist. He rides on the wings of the wind. The winds obey him at his command. <laughs> he said, mountains and all hills ought to praise the Lord. I read in Psalm 114 when the Lord came down on Sinai that the mountains skipped like rams. And the little hills like lambs. Can you imagine that? Have you ever heard a mountain sing? Isaiah said. And Isaiah 55 and 12. The mountains and the hills shall break before you into singing. They're praising their maker. And giving glory unto him who founded them. Who measured out the waters and stacked up the hills. Thank you for listening to Power of the Cross Radio. If you are enjoying the sermon you are hearing. We need your help. We do not sell any advertising on this station. You will not hear any third-party ads. This radio ministry operates by donations only. So, we need your prayers and financial gifts to keep bringing Christ and Him crucified to the world. Let God use you to keep Power of the Cross Radio going around the globe. Go right now to www.cross.radio and click on how you can help. There you can donate by secure means. Thanks again for listening, and may God bless you. Now, back to the message. I'm on a mountain here tonight in this camp meeting. Why, there's so much faith here. Everything is so wonderful. The music's just right. Everything is perfect. How wonderful it is to praise the Lord on the mountain. You know, He's there on the mountain. Why, He said in Isaiah 57 and 15, Thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabits eternity, whose name is holy. I dwell in the high and the holy place. He is there on the mountain. And I'm glad He's here tonight. I feel like I'm on a spiritual mountain tonight. It feels like we're on glory peak. But the fact is, we don't live all the time on the mountain. What about when you get in the valley? Is there praise in the valley? The Bible said in Psalm 65 and 13, the valleys are covered over with corn and the corn shouts for joy and they also sing. Right there in the valley, there is praise that goes up. You see, valleys are productive times. Said there is corn in that valley. I'm going to be honest with you. 
the most productive times of my life, the times that I have grown the most, have not been on the mountain. But rather they've been in the valley. And you may be here tonight going through a valley where it seems like that the mountains are so high on either side of you that you can't see the sun unless it's straight up noonday. And you get down to pray and it seems like the heavens are made of brass. But I want to tell you, He is there in the valley. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for Thou art with me. Thy rod and Thy staff, they comfort me. The devil would try to tell you that God has abandoned you. That he's left you all alone in that valley. And he's not any place. And I know how it gets. It gets so dry and it gets so thirsty. You feel like you can't go on. But I've come to tell you tonight, he's the rivers of water in a dry, thirsty place. He's the spring that runs among the desert. In your valley, he can give you tonight an oasis of refreshment. A place where you can slake your thirst and refresh yourself for the kingdom work. I know what it is to go through a valley. The devil will talk to you. He'll tell you some of the most absurd things. I never will forget. I just began my sixth year of ministry. And in that first year of preaching, the Lord gave me a modicum of success, but I went to a church, got up to preach for revival, and it seemed like (laughs) my message was hitting the wall right here. Couldn't penetrate. I went through a dry spell. It seems like that I wasn't communicating. It seems like I would stand to preach and nothing would happen. It was so dry. And the devil began to talk to me. That's why I tell you, he'll tell you some absurd things. He told me, you're not called to preach. You never were called to preach. He said, just because you, your dad's a preacher, you think you've got to preach. And I started believing him. I never will forget. I went back over to the pastor's house and I picked up the phone. My dad was living in Denver and I called him. I said, Dad, I can't go on any longer. I have missed God. I'm not called to preach. I can't get anything. This is the driest thing I've ever seen. Dad said, that's the devil talking to you, Mark. He said, did you know that you can praise the devil away? Praise the devil away. I'd never heard that. And he began to talk to me. He said that when David played his harp, when the evil spirits were there tormenting him, as he played his harp, the spirits departed. And he said, you know, when Paul and Silas were put in jail down at the inner dungeon, what did they do? At midnight, they began to pray and sing praises unto God. And they prayed until all heaven came down and shook open that jail and gave a revival. The jailer and his whole family got converted and baptized before breakfast the next morning. And he said, you can praise the devil in that way. And I want to tell you, you can praise the devil away here in this service tonight. Maybe he's been hounding you and telling you things aren't right. You can resist him in the name of Jesus and he can give you victory tonight. I'll tell you what I did. I went back in that pastor's office. I got me a chair and I sat down. I thought to myself, now they're going to come in and think I'm crazy. 
It was on a Sunday afternoon. But I knew I needed to have an answer from the Lord. And I thought, now how can I fight the devil? And I remembered when Jesus was going through a valley, a wilderness. He was face to face with the devil. And he said, it is written, it is written, it is written. And so I just decided to try to remember everything the old book had to say about Jesus Christ. Because you see, the devil can't stand to hear you brag on Jesus. That's right. He can't stand it. So I just sat down and I just began to talk like this. I said, thou art all fair, my love. There's not a spot in thee. You're the cheapest among ten thousand. Yea, you're all together lovely. You're the rose of Sharon. But you're also the lily of the valley and the lily that grows among thorns. You've become my portion. You're a high tower into which I can run and be safe. You're the horn of David that did bud. You're the root and the offspring of Jesse. You're the plant of renown that came forth in all of your glory and in all of your splendor. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When my heart is overwhelmed, I cry, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. The rock that rides above the storm. The rock that rides above the dashing waves. The Lord is my rock. He is my fortress. He is my deliverer. He is my strength and my God. In Him I will trust. He's the sure stone and the precious stone and the tried stone. If you believe upon Him, you'll never be ashamed. He is the stone that the builders have rejected, but has become the head of the corner. He's the chief cornerstone. He's the sure foundation. None other can any man lay. When the cold and bitter winds of tribulation are blowing upon me, He will herald the dawning of spring when darkness is overshadowing me he's the day star that shines in my heart and the sun of righteousness that arises with healing in his wings you never grow old you never decay you're from everlasting to everlasting of old O Lord thou in the beginning hast laid the foundation of the earth the heavens are the works of thine hands they shall perish but thou remainest they shall wax old as doth a garment as the vesture shall they be folded together and they shall be changed but thou art the same the years shall never fail you're my savior you brought me up out of a horrible pit and out of a miry clay and you set my feet on a solid rock you establish my going you put a new song in my mouth you raised me up and made me sit in heavenly places you're my sanctifier you're my holy ghost baptizer you're my soon coming king you're all in all you're everything. I didn't hear the door click. I didn't hear a big sound. But all of a sudden, I felt the power of the Lord come upon me. You know why? For the Lord inhabits the praises of his saints. Some of you 
tonight that you've been going through a valley. It's time for you to praise the Lord. For a praise in darkness brings light. A praise in bondage brings liberty. You can praise your way to victory tonight. Some of you blessed preachers, you've been hounding the devil. The devil's been coming against you. I want to tell you, the Lord can give you the victory. He can give you that anointing in your ministry tonight. Resist the devil. Claim your liberty in the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. Would you just raise your hands and praise him for a moment? I feel like I feel like the only thing that is separating some of you from victory is praise lady the Lord has brought you here tonight to let you know that you're not alone in your valley he's there he's with you he's going to bring you that deliverance in Joshua the sixth chapter the Lord had spoken to Joshua to lead the children of Israel around the walls of Jericho once a day for six days, seven times on the last day. They marched day after day after day around the same walls, and nothing happened. Some of you tonight, you feel like you've been marching around the same walls, the same problems, day after day, week after week, year after year. They come to the seventh day. They march the first time through the fourth, but nothing happens. All the way through the seventh time on the seventh day, but the walls still stood. But Joshua, knowing that he had done everything that the Lord told him to do, knowing that God had indeed spoken unto him, he turned around to all of those children of Israel. And he said, For the Lord your God hath given you the city. And when they tuned up the sack button, all of the other instruments, the dulcimer, all of those instruments, and they began to praise the Lord, the walls of Jericho fell. I believe that's God's answer for some of you here tonight. You've marched around the same old problems, the same old walls. Tonight is your night of victory. Tonight, shout for the Lord your God has given you the city. I want every one of you here. You would say, preacher, I've been going through a valley. I've been going through a struggle. I've been needing that brand new touch of God's fire. 
I want you to stand just right where you are. Just stand where you are right now. Just stand now. Stand now. I've been going through a valley. I need God's help tonight. I need that brand new touch of the Lord. Would you stand please? All right. Here's what I want you to do. How many of you here, you do not have the baptism with the Holy Ghost? If you don't have the Holy Ghost baptism, I want you to stand with these that are standing now. If you need to be refilled with the Spirit, stand with these that are standing now. Do it now. I'm going to wait. I want to wait. Keep standing. Keep standing. Keep standing. Keep standing. I want those of you that are standing now. You're in a valley. You want God's touch on your life. You want assurance in your heart. Right now, step to the nearest aisle. I want you to come and stand right here with me. Come and stand. Come from where you are. Come now. In Jesus' name. Come now. Come now. Young people, if you don't have the baptism with the Holy Ghost, tonight can be Holy Ghost night in this camp meeting. Tonight, God can fill you with your spirit. Keep coming. Come from where you are. Come in as close as you can. That's it. Come right on in. Come right on in. Come right on in. Come right on in. Come right on in, folks. Come right on in. This brings us to the end of this message, and we hope it has been a blessing to you. Be sure to come back often for more great sermons and commercial-free Christian music streamed 24 hours a day. If you need someone to pray with you, we have a prayer wall at Power of the Cross Radio website. You can leave your request there and also help others pray for their needs. We also offer live prayer periodically throughout the day as intercessors are available. Just click on the talk icon at the bottom right of any page. If someone is available, you can chat live or leave your message if no one is available. Thank you for joining us today and may God bless you. Power of the Cross Radio is a production of Cross Faith Ministries. All rights reserved.